This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 310 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Bymeda Dewormers and TotalSaddleFit.com. On today's show, we have Hilary Moore Hebert from Dressage Today to talk about what's in the magazine. And Lori Savitt will join us, who was inspired by our show to bring awareness about dressage in her community. We apologize for Reese's sound today. She had a bit of a buzzing in her microphone. And of course, I leave them alone for one week to record it themselves. And look what happens. We apologize for that, but it's not the whole way through the sound file. So we think you'll enjoy. Have fun. Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Ferguson, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey, Hi, Reese. We're on our own. I'm producing. I know, I know. Fingers crossed, everyone. We have <laughs> storms in the area, so you, that always it always seems to be on the day that Philip yeah, produces. We have, we have storms. Something. So fingers crossed, we can make it through the show. But uh, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. We've been very busy with the weather's turned, and now we got to go to horse shows. <laughs> you do, and you have such a shortened season because yeah. the Pan Am Games, right? Yeah, I, that's thrown a real monkey wrench in the whole thing. And then you know, July is basically no shows, so we got to cram them into you know uh, May and August, you know, and June, of course. Wow, in June, yeah, wow, yeah, no, no, yeah. We don't typically show in July, anyways, but that's sort of built in our program because it's so hot here right. that I don't usually show in July. And young riders happens, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on, so. Yeah. So well, we're you had, actually, you've been busy anyway. Busy week. Rolex in town. Really? Oh, my goodness. It's been so busy. We had Rolex in town and then Derby. This is like the, our two busiest weeks. Just with people visiting. And uh, it seems like the grass always starts to grow the week or day before Rolex, I swear. And, you know, it looks like a jungle out there. So we've got to get all the outside work done. <laughs> um, but uh, really, really fun. I actually had the pleasure of coaching a rider at Rolex this year, uh, which was a lot of fun. And um, I've never actually coached at Rolex. Um, it, it, it Compared to the World Championship, it, it was not that that challenging in a, in a way, but still really cool to be a part yeah, well, of an event like, like a that. Fun experience, anyways. It was. You it was a really though, fun yeah. experience. You had Conrad Schumacher in town. I then guess. I had Conrad Schumacher for a clinic. Yeah. So it's really been crazy. Really has. Uh, I always like that in the spring. So um, very fun. And we are actually recording a week early because uh, my husband Travis surprised me with a trip. Uh, one of my really good friends is getting married in France next week, and. And uh, we are going, so it's a little bit of a surprise. Lucky and I'm um, really, I know, everywhere. I'm not going to complain on this one for sure. So it's actually a non-horsey. Um, we, we may do a little horsey stuff, but uh, really, we're going to go and be tourists, and then uh, go hang out with my friend for her wedding. So it's going to be really fun. Cool. So we're a week early. So well, and then next week is your birthday, and you yeah, get yeah. I don't know. I have no. I just I had kind of forgotten about it. So uh, until <laughs> I, I was just happens. doing show notes for this and thinking about next week. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Figure something out. <laughs> I'm sure you guys. I'm sure Meredith and you guys will have quite a really good time. So I wish you a happy birthday. I'll have oh, to remember thanks. from France for sure. Okay. Well, I think we got kind of a busy show, so we should we get do. to it. Well, we should get right to the show because we have part four of the Bimeda Deworming 101 series for everybody to listen to. And right out of that, we'll come to Hillary Moore Hebert's Dressage Today segment. 
Well, Glenn, back with you from the Horse Radio Network, and I have Dr. Ellefson back with me, and he is the Director of Technical Services at Bimeda Incorporated. And, of course, we're talking in our continuing series about deworming, and we've covered many different topics over the last couple of months. Today, Dr. Ellefson, I thought we would cover tapeworms, uh, the biggest and nastiest. So uh, what's the, what, a, what is a tapeworm? Well, you know, a tapeworm is a uh, is a different class of uh, of parasite, uh, and I think most people are familiar with tapeworms. They've seen the little segments, uh, maybe uh, on their dog or cat. Uh, uh, the equine tapeworm is different uh, in in that you don't see tapeworm segments ever or hardly ever in the uh, manure or or uh, around the uh, tail. Uh, they have an interesting life cycle, uh, which is why we see them throughout the entire United States to varying degrees. Um, the tapeworm is going to lay an egg, and uh, there's a small insect that's uh, very common called a grain mite or, or a batted mite that uh, feeds on the manure and, and uh, picks up the eggs. And then the baby tapeworms, if you will, hatch within that insect, but then that insect is in hay and grass, and as the horse eats that, it picks up the insect, and those uh, those baby tapeworms are released, and uh, and they go to that particular area of the GI tract where they live and attach and turn into adults, which start passing out segments that contain eggs, and the life cycle is completed. Um, you know, they're we really didn't pay a lot of attention to tapeworms for a long time, and about 10 years ago or so, we, we started noticing uh, certain types of colic were highly related and, and correlated to tapeworm infection in those horses. Uh, spasmodic colic, we would see about one in five spasmodic colics had a high tapeworm load, and uh, a condition called ileal impaction, which is an impaction of the last part of the small intestine before it uh, goes into the cecum and large bowel in the horse. Uh, in passion of that area, we'd find uh, four out of five horses with that condition had high tapeworm loads. And lastly, uh, a condition with a kind of a complicated name uh, called ileocecal intussusception, which means the small bowel is telescoping inside of the cecum, the large blind-ended sac that correlates to our appendix. Um, in those cases, 100% of those particular conditions have tapeworm infestation. So we now know that, you know, several types of colic are directly related to horses with, with tapeworms. Now, what, uh, what damage can they do? Obviously, the impaction you just talked about, is there other things that, that they do? You know, um, the impaction and the colics are the are the major things that we're concerned about. And you know, the thought is that uh, because those tapeworms are attached with hooks uh, and are feeding in that area, that they actually are affecting the nerves to the uh, to the gastrointestinal tract, and they're uh, interrupting the normal movement of materials, and that's why. That's why we get impactions and the insusception and the different things that we've already talked about. 
I know I looked it up on Google and looked at the images section and I regretted it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that again. So so now I do know that with uh, dewormers, you really have to look for uh, a dewormer that covers tapeworms. And in, in Bimedia's case, what, what what would we be looking for? Uh, Equimax is the product you'd be looking for. A, a dewormer needs to contain Quantel. That's the active ingredient that the dewormer needs to contain in order to be effective against uh, tapeworms. In Equimax's case, it's uh, of the three products on the market that control tapeworms, and Equimax also has the widest uh, safety margin, safety approval margin uh, of the three products that are approved for tapeworms in that you can use it in lactating mares, pregnant mares, breeding stallions, or foals as young as one month of age. And I, I like the way the website is set up at bymedaequine.com. When you go to the Equimax page, you guys are really specific about what things cover, and all the details are on the website, including charts, which makes it very easy to compare it to other products as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, we've, we've put a lot of effort into that and tried to make it as easy for the horse owner as possible. I know some of your competition, you can't, you were talking about pregnant and lactating mares and, and their products are, you know, are not recommended for that or the foals. You really do have uh, one of the products that has one of the widest coverages that way. Correct. That is, that's true. Uh, we're very proud of that fact. And that's Equimax for tapeworms. Of course, there's many other different products. You can find them all at buymediaequine.com. And just go on there. They have all kinds of sections on there from deworming plans to paras- which parasites are which. Uh, if you want to see some nasty pictures, they probably will provide you with that too. Then uh, all the different equine products they have, which are a number of them. So you can find out all the details to all of them at buymediaequine.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Ellison, or Dr. Dave, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. It's been a pleasure. And Well, I am so excited. This is Philip and my favorite segment of the month. Hillary Moore Hebert, contributing editor to Dressage Today, is here. Hi, Hillary. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? We are awesome. We're doing okay, I think. We're going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you guys are tired after being in a little city we call Las Vegas. Now, Reese is tired because of um, everything that happened after that. <laughs> probably. Probably. It's, it, it's been one of those days. I'm sure, Hillary, you have storms. We have really bad storms. So we've been like running around chasing the weather today. So, But that's okay. We're, we're on and we're here and it's fantastic. So we're excited to have you. I'm very glad. So um, I wanted to go over some stuff with you guys, and I know everyone has heard about World Cup until, you know, they don't want to hear it anymore, but there's a bunch of stuff on our World Cup. If you go to um, dressagetoday.com under the news section, there's a whole World Cup section, and it's not just about the actual event. There's tons of training stuff, you know, articles and videos and stuff like that. Um, and I went through it, and the first thing that I wanted to point out was um, a blog post that Fran Yerga did called The Groom Boom, and it is amazing. There is a video that um, she has shared that is about um, this girl named Sarah or a woman named Sarah, and it's a 12-minute video with no sound of her just a day in the life of an international groom over in Europe. And it is awesome. I sat there and, like, 
no one talks or anything. I mean, there's background noise, but it's really phenomenal to see. Um, I came from a background as a groom and working student all growing up. Um, you know, I manage my barn now, and I think that it is absolutely essential, whether you're an amateur rider or a professional, to have those skills. So I appreciate that not every single person you know, is able to have a full-time professional groom, but I think it is very important to appreciate what they do and how they do it so you can become a better horse person. Nice. That's fantastic. It's called, say that again, how do we find that online? If you go to news on the homepage and then pull down, you know, World Cup, you can also just Google the groom boom and it will be Fran Yerga's blog post from April 13th. Um, and right at the top is the video. Um, and it's just really cool. It shows everything from her driving to international competition, you know, getting the horses ready for just a regular work day, how she gets to sit in, um, you know, during a lesson to kind of watch from the ground, and it just is really cool. I don't think that um, everyone gets the opportunity to see what goes into um, even just, you know, a full-time heavy competition barn. Um, so it's just really neat to see how things are run and set up. You get to go behind the scenes in the stable area because of the video. Um, and so just generally, it's a really, really neat way to go behind the scenes and see things from a different perspective. Yeah, and it's, it is really true to be a groom and to be with these, these, I mean, we've all been working students and grooms, all, all three of us. I know we have. Um, and I continue to do it. I think we all still do. We all run our barns and get the horses ready and I'm, we train people and it, it really is remarkable. Your team that gets that one horse to the ring. It's really, and in that just even at a regular horse show, if you think about it, by the time, you know, we take usually six or seven to every horse show. So we have two or three people just dedicated to getting everyone to the ring at the right time. And it's really incredible. And I'm going to watch it because you never know what you pick up and all the things that you see. So that's, that's awesome. I got, I got, a, I got a question for you guys. I know talking about being a working student. Do you, do you have a skill that you learned while being a working student that you never thought you would? Is, was there something unexpected that you learned while working for somebody? Oh, gosh. I think there's a lot of stuff. I think. Yeah, I think there is. I think it's yeah. kind of interesting that, you know, you, you think that you're just going to take on a horse job. But I th I think in this vocation, you end up doing a, a lot of other things that you didn't that you didn't really expect. Oh, I have great stories. I did all kinds of stuff when I was in Europe, when I was here. Yeah. You know, and my girls, they have to do all kinds of stuff because sometimes I can't get there. I can't do it. And um, it really What's is incredible. The yeah. thing you learned how to do. <laughs> oh man i learned how to drink a lot of beer <laughs> did you learn you do learn that um yeah with my boss that was that was yeah, we would, no, we would always awesome. celebrate the good times you know so i thought that yeah, was important that's pretty good yeah, yeah that's a good one. Oh, i took dogs to surgery and i mean i've got all kinds of great stories but well yeah i mean if you ever want to hear the dish in the horse world it's all in the farriers and the grooms oh yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. they know everything yeah exactly well i think just the task like to think ahead and I know that's really it's it's true though because when you're a groom you have to figure out what horse how long they're going to need it what the one the next horse needs what the horse in front of it is is being put away so typically you know we have three or four horses in rotation at all times so my guys need to know you know what horses are where and what horses need to be bandaged and look at the legs and where we are in shoeing and I mean all kinds of stuff I think you really learn that and you really are as good as your people that are supporting you. 
you know, it's great to be a great rider, but there's so much more to it. I think the big thing that I learned that I did not anticipate is the unusual or rather not unusual, the important medical situations that you don't usually come across if you're just a one horse owner. For example, I can recognize choke within about two seconds of it happening. And I can usually catch it if a horse is, you know, eating their feed, I can catch choke while they're eating it, pull it away and, you know, get the horse's head down and stuff and help with things, you know, kind of massaging their throat out uh, because I've seen it enough. And, you know, from that to, colic to, you know, just everything. There's stuff like that where, you know, I can hold, um, you know, during radiographs, I can hold plates for vets in a way that pretty much I could be, you know, a vet's assistant. So I think, you know, that's also a big thing for me was just learning the medical side of things, which makes you a very good horse person because you can see very quickly when a horse starts to be on sound or, you know, having issues that they're, you know, just not themselves. Hillary, what's your next topic for discussion today? Okay, so the next one, speaking of sort of getting to go behind the scenes to learn tons of stuff, um, is uh, the new blog that we have with Melissa Taylor, Lars Peterson's wife. And it is really awesome because she is a spectacular horsewoman and rider in her own right, but I would say that being married to Lars Peterson would probably be a great way to get to learn a lot and be behind the scenes. So it was really interesting because in one of her blog posts called Melissa Taylor, an introduction, she was talking about how she was, um, you know, watching Lars at the jog at World Cup and getting to observe how the horses reacted to their riders and the atmosphere um, as they were just doing the jog, which I thought was a really neat thing because I think as a tip, um, when you go to the big shows and they have a jog there, if you guys have a chance to go, um, I would encourage everyone to go and watch because it really gives you a sense of what the horse just looks like, you know, naturally moving. Maybe obviously they're a little bit hot because of the environment, but you can also see you know, how their um, owners or handler are handling them. And I just think it's a, a neat way outside of the dressage arena to kind of get a sense of what things are like. Um, you know, as a working student, you get to see that kind of thing sometimes. Um, but just also as a spectator, try to get there in time to see that. Yeah, that's yeah, a cool tip. I mean, there's all aspects of the horse show and all all, all things to add to your to your toolbox of knowledge. And, and the jog is another example of that, for sure. No, and just to learn how to do it. I mean, I think I think we all, it's oh, just yeah. good to see it. So when you get to do it, or if you have a student or a daughter or son or whatever, or you're an owner of a horse, you, you know what it looks like. So I think it's really important to see it. It happens in Wellington every week, really. And uh, you just go up and watch it. It's There's you typically no price for admission. I don't know if World Cup you could have actually gotten to it. It would have been back in the stabling. So it depends on, on the level of security for the show. But uh, it's really cool to watch. Okay, so now we will get into, um, you know, some other training tips that are a little bit more applicable. Um, Suzanne Mundit, who I, you know, am obsessed with, has her tip of the week. And this one, because I thought it would be good for you guys talking about the theme of kind of learning from others, um, I wanted you guys to be able to see the photo. So if you go online to um, the, um, the clinic section, um, you can also do a search for it called Ride with More Alignment for Better Balance, and um, it's Elise Elman is the rider. 
but uh, her tip is really neat. And she talks about um, sitting on a stool and uh, finding a balanced position where your pelvis, chest, and head are aligned like three baskets. Next, with the help of a friend you, who should um, try to move you out of balance while you resist um, as well and quickly as you can. Um, so first the French is move your shoulder, then gently try to push you forward or backward to the side or even rotate you. Um, then your friend can try to move your legs, arms, and in the end your head um, with making the touch lighter and lighter so you almost have to kind of be more prepared for it. But the idea is feel like your pelvis, chest, and head are just stacked on top of each other like three baskets as she's doing that. And I thought that that was... Um, a really helpful thing because the ultimate goal is for you to feel which direction your friend is pushing you when she only has um, just the lightest finger on the top of your head and she changes direction with the lightest push, forward, backward, left, right, or diagonal. It will give you the sense in the, the most refined way of how to follow your course in a way that keeps you elastic and balanced. So I really liked that tip. No, that's a great tip. And you know, even while you're saying, while you were explaining it, I felt myself sort of slouching in my chair. And, um, you know, I don't, I, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh my Lord, I'm slouching. And it just sort of gave me the idea of, you know, I, I we don't sit at a desk all day as, you know, as trainers, I very, very rarely sit down. So when I sit, I have to remember, watch your position. So I can imagine if you were sitting in a chair all day long, you know, how, how your position can really be affected. So just something to just remind yourself as you're sitting in the chair. That's a great visual, um, even even while you're sitting at your desk or, or whatever you're doing. Yeah, I, I like the idea of using someone else to kind of try and push you out of balance and, and try and, you know, and, and act like that, like riding. You know, you're always being thrown out, off of balance and you've got to use your core muscles to, to keep yourself in place from falling off the chair, basically. So that's cool. A cool tip to, you know, to to try with a friend and, and you don't need a horse for it. And, and I love these off the horse tips, right? Because we'd all love to be riding all day, but, uh, but you know, there's just a few people that get that opportunity. So, uh, so I think that's really fun for our listeners and for the readers of the magazine to have lots of stuff to do when you're not riding. But now that the summer's come around and the weather's turned, I think everybody should be spending more and more time <laughs> on their horses, right? Yes. And that's where, um, it reminds me back to what I was talking about with the, the working student thing that I wanted to remind everyone, um, and this does relate to riding and showing. The things I learned the most when I transitioned out of being a working student is it is sometimes good to have a groom. And I wanted to go back to that really quick because I think it's the same thing for this. It is sometimes good to have a helper to help you with all of your goals. And I'm not talking about in terms of just your training, but just kind of have someone on the ground helping you. But in terms of um, the grooming, I wanted to go back to that because I, for a lot of years, would just go and, you know, empty everything out and get everything ready, braid the horse, this, this, and this. And I'd get ready for my test, and I was so tired. And I'm not saying, you know, everyone can afford to be hiring a full-time groom, but we certainly all have friends that ride, um, you know, significant others or something. You can even trade off and say, this week I'm going to the show. Can you help, you know, do some stuff for me, and then next time I'll come and help you. But I think it's very important for people to remember that you don't want to, um, you know, push yourself too hard when you're at the show and ask for help when you can get it. For sure. That's oh, another, oh another great tip. I think, you know, always, you know, riding can be very, 
very much a solitary thing, but I think you know you have to you have to remind yourself that that uh, it can be a lot easier if you if you can you know get a buddy or get somebody to just go along with you and and that even if someone's not a trainer, they can be very useful eyes on the ground, right? Or you know to do some of these tips yeah. and and things to uh, to help. It, it it really can be more of a, a group activity if if you can just figure out ways to involve people with with your own riding and and with other things you know that 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 you need the support with for sure oh yeah and it's just more fun you know it's it's really hard to show by yourself i you know i i've done it like once and i was like i am never doing this again <laughs> like by the time you got the horse and everything bedded and the horse in the stall and park the trailer and get your stuff oh it was miserable and i thought i'm never doing this again um you know and i think i think always was showing um, you have to make your, you want to be as successful as you can. So, I'll, I mean, I'll share this. I don't braid. I know I can braid, but I hate braiding. I think I was traumatized as a working student. Uh, and I remember <laughs> saying too. as a working student, I thought I am never braiding my horse. I'm just, I don't like it. It makes me nervous. I can't get it right. So I get frustrated. So I don't, I don't. And so I know when I go to a horse show, I better have somebody lined up or I'm going to pay a braider. And um, that's just how I am. And I know that. And it just, it really takes, for whatever reason, the pressure off of me to try and do it. I just, it just don't like to do it. Um, so yeah, so that's like one thing that I do that, uh, you know, I'm okay with that divaness and just yeah, know. You got to make know. your own plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. No I do everything limits. else. You I tack up my own everything. horse. Yeah. No, I tack up my own horse. I, but I just don't like the action of braiding. I get really tense and just... Sometimes it can make you really tired, like up in those muscles near your neck from having your hands mm-hmm. up so high, which is not good when you're going into the ring. So I always joke with my students, what would you be willing to sell pencils, you know, for hours instead of doing and, you know, try to find someone else to help you with that? Because, yeah, it just makes you miserable. Then there's no point in doing it because you don't feel like it's fun because all you're doing is thinking about how sore your back is from, you know, braiding. And fingers. For other fingers people, get they get really sore. tense. Yeah. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. people, they feel the same way, like, about shipping their horses. They're really tense trailering their horse. Mm-hmm. That would be another example. But it's just not worth it. They get to the, the show and they're, like, totally stressed out because they feel like they have their horse's life in their hands and, you know, so they just ask their friend to trailer them. And, you know, I think it's it's that kind of thing you need to be self-aware of to make sure that you're going into things in your best possible way. Yeah. And then showing think, is really supposed yeah. to be fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna, I was just going to say, you never know, like, involving somebody, you know, you feel like it's a burden on them. But there's lots of people who would be happy to help and be involved in your dressage experience or your show day. You just have to remember to be nice to them. Yeah, you have to be nice. That's why I have to remember it. When, when significant mom, others. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I've seen more women yelling at their husbands. And I think, yeah. don't yell at him. He doesn't want to be here at all. Yeah. So my husband yeah, exactly. just doesn't come, which I'm fine with. You know, it, it does, he doesn't enjoy it. And I get trust out when he's there. And he'll come to the big shows or whatever. But I don't, I don't, but I see so many wives yelling at their husbands. I yeah, think, I know. Oh. Well, so if you're going to ask for a favor, you got to be nice to the person. Yeah, be nice about say. it. I'm the same way, not to my wife, but to my mom. You know, she's been my horse show mom for a very long time. And I, and I always forget not, you know, I always forget <laughs> to be nice to her. So <laughs> Mother's I Day is coming up. You guys, oh, I was going to say, don't you guys think that um, that is in and of itself as a dressage rider an important skill is no matter how frustrated you are, you have to 
whether in or out of the saddle, be able to control your emotions. And I, I, you never see people who are winning their class, you know, screaming at their groom. You know, they seem calm, focused, everything. It's usually the people who are having everything melt down. Their horses are tense. They're freaking out. They're yelling at people, you know. So I think that that's also an important skill to master just to become a better rider and competitor so that you can exude relaxation for your horse. Yeah, for sure. That's another great tip. Huge, huge tip. And it is really true. Like sometimes it seems like, and I'm sure we've all had horse shows where it's just like everything goes wrong. And you're just like, this is a mess. And I I have learned sometime over time just to stop and just say, okay, this is really for fun. Like, I mean, okay, yes, we're trying to qualify and, you know, we have clients and horses and training and, you know, there is some level of tension, but you really just have to take a deep breath and say, this is going to be okay. Yeah. So I think well, that's I mean, a really... Either, you know, there's, there's um, different ways that it can get better, but for sure, you know, getting more stress and getting angry at people is a, is a for sure way to make it worse. So... <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, we all, we've all been there, you know, when, when we thought we had half an hour and we've got 10 minutes and you know this or that you know just chill <laughs> yeah deep breath <laughs> and, and be and be pleasant to be around and don't perpetuate uh-huh. the dressage queen stereotype mm-hmm. and be thankful to volunteers sorry that's a that's a yeah. real thing for me yeah when people yeah, yell yeah. at volunteers it really drives me crazy oh yeah when people are trying to help you get to the ring on time and they make a mistake and then they get their heads chewed off that's awful not good <laughs> not good I like it. I like this tangent we get off, guys. This is fantastic. Hillary, what else do you have for us? Okay, so my last tip is actually related, again, to um, alignment. And I thought, again, learning from someone else, you know, besides your trainer, um, there is a rider fitness section that is on the website, um, and Rebecca Ashton has videos. And that is another thing that's awesome. After you watch the groom video, Go and watch her exercise videos because there's tons of unmounted stuff you can do if you're home. Um, the one that I am referring to right now is called uh, Improved Hip Mobility that you can find online. But um, she said something in it. You guys can do that. You can look at the exercises. It's much better for you to see a professional doing it than my describing them. Um, but the thing that she said that was really cool is she said, remember all the time when you're exercising. And I think... This applies to, in the saddle too, as she said, ABC, alignment, breathing, and core. And I thought that was a really cool little, um, you know, mnemonic device to remember that. So I just wanted to end with that of, you know, always as you're doing things, think about how is my alignment, am I breathing properly, and do I have my core engaged? I love that. I think that, yeah, I think that's That's a simple little little device to use and, and... We we all need a little help with with those three things, so that's that's really great. That's fantastic. Well, Hillary, thank you so much for your time tonight. As always, we love your segment. How do our readers, uh, our listeners, find you online? Um, they can go to dressagetoday.com, and again, go to the top tab. It's the second one over. It's called news, and underneath will be the option for World Cup, and you can find all of the things that we talked about and more there um, on that little tab. Fantastic. Thanks, Hillary. (music) 
Do you have a company in the horse world? Are you looking to get the word out about your products, services, or shows? At the Horse Radio Network, we understand our advertisers need to reach the equestrian consumer in the most efficient, cost-effective way possible. Internet radio shows like this one, also called podcasts, allow the flexibility and creativity to craft unique messages that stand out from the herd and reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. If you want to learn more about advertising on this show or any of our shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com or you can call us at 859-951-2022. Our listeners are terrific, engaged, and avid horse people, the ones that you are looking for. Well, up next is our total saddle fit tip of the week, and we're actually going to use a segment of the week this week. But you wouldn't believe it, Philip. Guess who I ran into at Rolex? I heard he was going to be there, and you guys were going to have a face-to-face meeting. I finally met Justin from Total Saddle Fit, and he is great. He's just in, as nice in person as he is uh, on the air, and it was cute. I walked up to him, and I said, hey, Justin, it's great to meet you, and he knew exactly. As soon as he heard my voice, he knew exactly who I was, so it was really, really fun to to actually get to know him, and his booth was really, really busy, and um, it is very true. Everyone asks us, how good are those curse? And I'm like, they are the best. So yeah, um, I know we have you know lots of students and lots of people like, you know, and, and they say, well, I mean, I know that the Total Saddle Fit, that's the sponsor for the show. You know, do you think I should really get this girth? Is it worth it? And I say, yes, for sure. I mean, you know, not just for the money, but as a really nice product and a good leather girth. It, it's great. It's great. Yeah, so. it's a really, really good product. So his booth was super busy, and we're, we're glad to, to be passing the word along. So for our Total Saddle Fit uh, segment of the week, we're going to talk with Lori Savitt. She's a listener who kind of took our advice and uh, really took to heart what Hillary Moore Hebert said about bringing dressage to your community. Uh, and I think she's really interesting and fascinating how she brought dressage to Laguna Beach, California. Well, unfortunately, guys, uh, Lori Savitt's interview got really bad with the sound, and we're going to have to redo it. We definitely want you to hear it because I think it was a very important interview with a listener who took to heart what uh, Reese and Philip and Hillary say here on the show and did something absolutely wonderful. And we want to make sure you hear that. So they will re record that interview next week. We'll just keep it as a short show this week, and we'll be back here on the Dressage Radio Show next week. Be sure to download our free app at the Horse Radio Network. Go to the iOS or Android app store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's free, it's simple, it's the easiest way to listen to the Dressage Radio Show and all other of the eight shows here on the Horse Radio Network. And of course, you can listen to all the past episodes of the Dressage Radio Show back to episode number one at dressageradioshow.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back again next week with a recent Philip and hopefully a very clear line. We'll get that cleared up. I'll join them next week. We'll make sure it's done correctly. Thanks a lot. We really do enjoy uh, the show. We enjoy you listening and being part of it. 